This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. I recently flew Delta, I want to say about a week ago now, and I was coming back home from being in Atlanta for a speaking engagement, and Delta just gave me such a wonderful experience. And it really was the icing on the cake of just such an amazing weekend that I had. Some of the things that I loved particularly about my Delta airline experience was first, the amazing customer service. Everyone there was so kind, so welcoming, so present, so attentive. And a small thing, but was big to me, was just something simple as having headphones so that I can enjoy more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. I mean, my flight wasn't that long, but I got to catch up on a movie, some shows, just things I don't have time to do usually at home. I was able to enjoy that in the air. Delta also offers fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi, and it's available for SkyMiles members. Being able to access the Wi-Fi, I was able to order some groceries and just get a head start on my week. It was a great end to my experience and ushered me right back in to being home. So even if you're not home yet, Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. This episode is brought to you by Happy Mammoth. Listen, over the last weekend, I went to a family reunion. And unfortunately, that fell on that particular time of the month that all of the women know what I'm talking about. So I had an attitude I wanted to eat everything, and I was in the South, which means I wanted to eat everything that was terrible for me. And overall, I just wasn't feeling it. I had a great time, just wasn't feeling like myself. Now it's easier to manage PMS with estro control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the show code BLESSED at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code BLESSED for 15% off today. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny his way. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. This is a video episode that's live on YouTube right now. Um, so make sure that you go to the YouTube channel uh, at Tatum Tamia to see the full interview. This is like past my bedtime. Tish, no, it's 8 p.m. I'm usually in the bed with my chamomile tea and a book like somebody's grandma by now. So I'm like recording live from my son's playroom. <laughs> So y'all get to see some real behind the scenes. Um, but we have a guest on this week's episode, friend to the show, um, listener favorite, Miss Letitia 
Carl. You know, I was about to call you Dr. Letitia Carr just now. Speak it. Speak it. My aunt says that all the time, too. So I'm like, I guess I got to do something about that. <laughs> I should have just let it flow because that's what popped into my head was Dr. Letitia Carr. So we're going to go with that. I'm giving you an honorary doctorate right here on the Blessed Boss Up. Thank you so much. Is this from the um, Blessed Boss Up Bible School? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm going to speak that over you. Be speaking doctor, doctor over me. <laughs> Whoa, I'm dodging that one. I'm good. <laughs> but um, welcome back to the show. I'm happy to have you here again. I'm happy to be here and I love this live video scenario. I don't think we've ever done this before. So I'm happy to be here. Hi, everybody. Yeah, we got to upgrade. We're going into year five. So it's time to take things up a notch. So we've been doing a lot more video. Last time you were on the show, I had to check. It was July or August, sometime in the summer of 2020. And we talked about the importance of the long game versus the social media game. And we had these conversations all the time, just people just grinding themselves into the grave and not really building anything sustainable. And so um, I've had you kind of on like a little speaker tour lately with the society, with the retreats and everything, <laughs> talking about company culture. But I believe that really just lines up with the whole uh, concept of playing the long games as entrepreneurs. So... I want to first, I want you to first explain to us just why it's important for entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, people in the beginning phases of their business to prioritize company culture. Yeah. So, you know, I think just for those of you who have been listening to this podcast for five years, I've been on here a few times. I think this is kind of like an evolution of what I always come on here <laughs> and talk mm -hmm. about which is kind of the core of it is taking care of the well-being of yourself um, and then escalating that from the well-being of yourself into the well-being of your company culture, the well-being of your employees, right? So employee, employee well-being and employee experience is important. And so it's kind of this evolution of how taking care of yourself impacts how your company grows. And I think the sooner you start thinking about that, um, speaking of long game, right, that ties in too, the sooner you start thinking about how you are treating your business now um, and how you're treating the culture of your business now impacts the long game and the sustainability of both you as a business owner, as well as your business, right? If you want to develop something and create something that lives far beyond you, then you have to start thinking about these things sooner than later. Usually when we hear about company culture, it's like the whole corporate compensation package to where you might get some time off to volunteer or um, hotel seating is a newer one or like, you know, you come dressed casually or things of that nature. But you hear about it more on the corporate side and you don't hear you don't hear it in the instance of being something that entrepreneurs or solopreneurs specifically should think about. So like. What does that just specifically looks like for a new entrepreneur? How do they wrap their mind around that? Yeah, so I think first understanding what culture is, right? Co company culture and what that looks like and really kind of narrow it down. It just comes to basically how you do things within your company, what the values and the behaviors are within your company. Um, and it just kind of creates the environment that your organization has. 
And so if you are thinking about it from the corporate standpoint, right, if you are a Fortune 500 company and you have, you know, 500 and plus employees, you may be looking at that from a different perspective than when you're an individual who is just now starting off building out your business, building out your brand, um, and that they may look different, but they still have the underlying, you know, the same undertones of why does why does somebody want to work here, <laughs> including you as a solopreneur? Why do you want to be in your business in the first place? Mm-hmm. Uh, and what makes, you know, what are the values of your organization? What's the values of your business? Um, so I have friends who are have nonprofits who I'm having this conversation with just because it's a nonprofit doesn't mean you shouldn't be thinking about this. Really, I've worked in nonprofits that had the worst company cultures, actually, right? The, mm-hmm. the rate of burnout in nonprofit organizations are, are really high. But, you know, thinking about this from the perspective of how do you want, how would you want to be treated as an employee if this wasn't your business, mm-hmm. right? If you were going to work at this place every single day, how would you want to feel when you get there? And start thinking from that mindset. Um, and that will help you to build your company culture because, you know, you don't want, would you go to a job where you had to work 17 hours a day? Mm-hmm. Not, right. And so kind of putting those things in the play of what kind of company am I trying to build? Um, and, you know, like we talked about before Tatum long game, you don't want to burn yourself out and burn yourself out of your purpose and burn yourself out of the thing you have been called to. So you have to start thinking about, um, what, how do you want to show up every day within your business and how that, eventually will um, show up for your clients and as well as your future employees uh, as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you said that because it kind of goes back to what we were talking about before, just how entrepreneurship has been branded as just this hamster wheel is what I like to call it, like where everybody is just grinding, you hustling, you securing a bag, all of these things. And I I don't, I feel that culture is something that's created, whether you intend to or not. And that's why it's so important to be intentional about it. Because if not, if you do subscribe to grind culture, so to speak, then that translates into your business and you're unorganized, you're mentally all over the place, you're on that hamster wheel. So you're moving fast and not going anywhere you're stressed out, all of these different things. And then God forbid you bring somebody else into the chaos. It's just going to be 10 times more hectic for you and for them. So how mentally, because you know, you're, you're a resident therapist. So how mentally can um, the listeners really just divorce themselves from what they perceive entrepreneurship to be so that they can strategically build something that is sustainable and that that that's sustainable for them and also that lasts as a company? So that's a good question. Um, and I think that I'm going to, so a couple of things. So my first thought is, you know, in business, and if you subscribe to that grind culture, everybody talks about your business brand, right? And what what your brand is and how to um, create a brand that you know, and that you have a personal brand, whether you're trying to create it or not, people, what they think of when they think of you um, comes across, whether you're intentional about that or not with your company, if you don't intend to create a brand, a brand, your company ends up with a brand, you know, and a what people think about your company or your your business 
whether you're being intentional about that or not. And so think about that the same way with your company culture, because culture and brand kind of go, can can go hand in hand, where you're creating a company culture or a business culture, uh, whether you're being intentional about it or not. So why not be intentional about it? Why not decide how you want to build out that cult- culture for your organization, for your business, uh, for whatever you're up to, right? For your life, how do what kind of culture do you want within your family, right? Um, how do you want to do that? Because it's going to develop whether you're intentional or not. So I think the shift mentally is shifting to intentionality um, and being intentional about what you want your life to look like, what you want your business to look like, what you want people to feel like when they come into um, come into your business, right? Because if you're burnt out, your customers feel that, your clients feel that. Mm-hmm. And so shifting the mindset away from oh, this is something extra for me to be thinking about or this is something extra for me to do and tie it all in together and be intentional about what you're you're trying to create. Um, and part of that is looking at the long game, right? And part of that is looking at um, in the future, how would I like this to be set up? So as solopreneurs, the mental shift, um, I always say this, I feel like about everything, but the mental shift starts with the intentionality and what is your intention within your business? Got it. So what what about that person who is a faith-based entrepreneur and God told them to start this business and um, they are just doing the Lord's work and they just want to impact people and, you know, win souls and all of the traditionally, um, you know, Christian impact. They want to have all of that. Where do they start to kind of separate that? I don't want to say separate it because you don't have to separate it to be intentional, but where do they start to to more so just warp their mindset around the executive part? Because this falls under the executive role. So how can they shift their mindset from the faith and the scripture to being practical? So I would say you would be my case study for that, (laughs) right? Because that's where you started out. And we have had conversations for apparently over five years. I didn't, I promise I didn't realize it's been that long. (laughs) We've had conversations about that for a long time. So I'm going to ask you how you've been able to do that. Because I think you have been intentional with the type of company culture you have been creating. And, um, you know, you are bossed up like nobody that nobody that I know, like if I, I know a lot of people and I know a lot of people who are in business, Tatum is the boss up of them all, <laughs> but also has started to be more, you know, being more intentional about, um, what you are creating. So I'm going to throw it back to you on how you've been able to do that. <laughs> um, honestly, for me, it's just understanding that I know the assignment, right. That God has called me to do with anchor media. It's now my job to make sure that assignment gets carried out. And so a part of that job is not necessarily being so, you know, in the prayer closet for hours because I can't do that now. It's too much going on. I can't be in it for hours like I was when I first quit my job and ain't wasn't nothing else going on. But um, more so for me is just, okay. I have this assignment. I have these skills. There may be skills that I don't have that I need to to uh, make sure that I'm learning and cultivating because they're necessary for the fulfillment of that assignment. So I look at my job as the person who's running this company um, 
as something that's necessary for me to do well in order for the spiritual side to get accomplished. Because if not, I wouldn't be reaching as many people as I'm reaching. So I might save three souls or I could save three million. You know what I mean? So I can have a bigger impact by being more efficient at the job at hand, which is running the company. Um, and so, you know, even having the culture conversation, what's been big for me is that if I'm no good, how's the business going to be carried out? And so we, you know, had these conversations a lot earlier on. And at some point it clicked. So I listened at some point, at some point, (laughs) at some point it clicked. And so for me, it really looks like setting set uh, work hours. Like we all know I go to bed. I'm an old lady. I go to bed. Okay. I will be up early. That's my time. I prefer to, you know, if I got to get more things done, I'll wake up early, but I'm going to go to bed. Um, But having those set work hours, saying no to a lot of things, um, just being clear about what the vision and the plan is for the company and making decisions based off of what the vision is and not how I feel. Um, Those are just some, some foundational things that I started doing to just make sure that, and that's just, for me, I'm not even talking about like the team, but those are like some foundational things that I started doing to just make sure I'm just stepping out aside of my outside of myself and looking at this baby that God has blessed me with and just making sure that I'm raising it right. Yep. And I think that's exactly it, right? Because we get caught up in the passion of it, like the passion project and what God has told us and, and seeing it that way. And then we, we get lost in that, right? And and lose out on what needs to be done um, to really get this moving, right? Like, um, so I think exactly what you said, kind of those setting boundaries, knowing that you're going to go to sleep, knowing what your work hours are going to be. Um, I literally use this example all the time, but if Target says they close at 10 p.m., they're not opening the doors for you at 10.01, 10.02 right? You're out of luck if you're not there by then. So the same thing should go for your business, even if you're a solopreneur. And I know it's harder earlier on because you do need to make money and you do need to figure out how your income is going to come across. And you, you, like Tatum said, you may have be in the season where you have to sit and you have to pray for long hours about what should I do next, right? But that's, that's wonderful. And you should be able to give yourself the space to do that if you need that early on in your or early on as you're building your business. And so mm-hmm. there's absolutely nothing wrong with that being the season that your business is in. But again, going back to being intentional about when is God when is God wanting to talk to me, right? And and how can I make time for that? Because if you because if you don't have any um structure in place in your business, and what if you need to, like, what if you really need to stop and pray about something and you haven't created the space for that either, right? Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure that you're being intentional about those things. And like Tatum said, again, since we've been talking about this for five years, <laughs> essentially, at least, um, mm-hmm. being being able to set your boundaries uh, for yourself personally, as well as within your business, um, setting set hours. Uh, that creates the culture, right? Like if you create a culture where you are, where the the mindset is that you're always going to answer, 
then that's what you're setting yourself up for. Then, then your clients are going to expect you to always answer. Answer. Eventually, your employees are going to expect you to always answer. You're going to create a culture where you're on call 24-7. Now, mm-hmm. if you want that to be a part of your culture, of your business, right, that there's someone available 24-7, then set that up and make, you know, plan for that. But early on, you want to start, you want to think about the vision God has given you and then planning, planning from there, right? So, um, because you're a faith-based business doesn't mean that you can't have structure to your business, right? Like it doesn't, you're not just kind of flying by the seat of your pants, <laughs> you know, you do have to find some kind of structure that works for, for you and works for your business and for, you know, the long-term, the culture you're trying to create within your business. Shout out to Clarendon for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. It's that season, y'all. And by season, I mean allergy season. I'm someone who has seasonal allergies and it's the worst. My nose gets stuffy. My throat gets scratchy. Sometimes I'll come on and want to record my podcast and sound like a grown man. But Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I have been using Claritin D for many years. One of the biggest struggles that I have with my allergies is that they usually cause sinus problems as well. So Claritin D has been such a relief for me because it addresses not just the allergies, but the sinus issues that happen as a result of the allergies. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by NPR. As a Black woman, it is just so important to have Black stories and to see myself represented in the media. As a mother of two beautiful Black little boys, it's important for me to show them representations of themselves in the media so that they can be inspired and know that the possibilities are endless for them and their futures, and also so that they can see their stories told. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. 
Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, the scripture that comes to mind is, you know, write the vision and make it plain. And so I think we oversimplify what make it plain means to where we think it's just, I'm going to write it down, you know, making it plain meaning it's in English and it's legible. But no, I think make it plain also means make it functional, make it strategic. (laughs) What'd you say? Efficient? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Make it efficient, prepare because the vision is for an appointed time. So make sure your business is filed, make sure that you have your hours of operations, your policies and procedures and all of these things. There's so much depth, I believe, to making it plain that we don't go into enough. And I might do a whole episode on that um, because I feel like we don't go into that enough. We we dumb down something that's supposed to be a little bit more elaborate because I believe God wants us to make sure we have these structural things in our business, specifically the culture, because, I mean, the Bible even says that... Um, I pray that you're in good health, even as your soul prospers. And so as we're growing, we want to make sure that we're creating these conditions to where we're healthy, not just in our physical health, but our mental health, that we're resting in all of these things. So I want to ask you for the entrepreneur who is in that season or in that space of where they want to be and where they are. So they're in that that waiting season, as we call it most of the time, how are they able to just get out of the emotions of being frustrated in that season to get to the work of building the culture? I, you know what that, so I had a thought on your, at the end of your last statement and it segue right into this question. And I think identifying the fact that these things take time, right? Building a business takes time, building the culture of your business takes time getting to what you are called to takes time, right? Like there's things that God has told me to do. I promise you 10, 15 years ago, and I did not get to them until recently, or I'm just now getting to them, or I'm just now seeing how different things connect. And you have to be aware that when you're in that waiting season, and sometimes it's a very long waiting season, sometimes it's like, well, I'm waiting on this, but this thing is prospering, right? So there there could be multiple things happening at one time, but recognizing that these things take time and that, you know, you're not going to wake up one morning and everything be in alignment and everything be structured and every, your whole business culture will be done, right? Just because the night before you said that that's what was going to, you know, that's, that's the thing you prayed about. And that's what was downloaded into your spirit. That doesn't Mm -hmm. mean you wake up in the morning. That's exactly how it's going to be yet. Right. And so, being encouraged that these things do take time and that you're not the only one it's taking time for. It may look like everybody else has everything together. It may look like everybody else has their structures in place. It may look like everybody else's boom business is booming. One, you don't know what's happening on the back end and what chaos is happening within their business or within their life or within anything. But being okay with that waiting and, and recognizing that it takes time but again, it takes time, but it also, you should be intentional about what you're doing with that time. You know, are you in that time frame um, learning more about company culture and which, how you want to build it out, identifying what kind of, um, you know, finding businesses that you 
think have great company cultures and figuring out what's happening within their organization and how they're making that happen, right? Are you studying to figure out um, how a, a business like Anchor Media has taken five years, right, to get to the place that they are? It's not overnight, even if it feels overnight. Um, so you can take that time when you're in that waiting season to be, you know, I don't want to say productive. I, I'm starting to hate that word, honestly, but to be <laughs> purposeful. There we go. Yeah. Purposeful with that time. Um, and I understand it gets frustrating. I really, I truly understand that piece. But I think being, you know, remember what your purpose is, being purposeful with what you're doing in that time frame um, and being aware what your end goal, end goal is going to be will help to get you prepared for that long-term uh, culture. Com big organizations and big companies like Google didn't become Google overnight, right? Their company culture didn't become what it is overnight, right? It's trial and error um, as well when it comes to like building out your company culture. You learn from what you don't like just as much as you learn from what you do right and what you do like, right? Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to use Tatum as an example. She sent me a message a few weeks ago and was like, you know what? I decided we needed to do, we need to move this element of my life over here and make this a part of the business because it makes more sense over here. Well, you learn that by trying and figuring it out and figuring out what's not working or what's working, but it could be done more efficiently or more effectively. So I think in that time frame, that's something important to like be aware of and that that doesn't necessarily stop, right? Like it doesn't necessarily stop just because maybe you got to that goal um, because now you might be in a new waiting season for something else, something bigger, something else that God's amping up for you. Yeah. And one thing I, I like about um, just the conversation of culture is that it changes as the seasons change. You know, how you show up, especially for solopreneurs, how you show up in your business, the hours you work. Like if you're an accountant, you have a busy season during tax time where you put in a lot of hours. Like there are just different seasons in um, different companies. But one thing that I've learned just as my company has grown and gone through different seasons, it's just one element that I personally like to keep top of mind is that it's not an overnight thing. Like this is a long game, relax Tatum, <laughs> like pull yourself back in, calm down. Um, that and also just giving myself grace to figure things out and not being so hard on myself. That's a found, that's something I realized before I had a team, before, you know, we reached certain milestones that that needed to be a part of my company culture and, and the environment that I create for myself is to have the freedom to make mistakes, to not get it right. And to just give myself a break sometimes because I, I will be pulling my hair out right now if I didn't establish that earlier on, because the problems that I have now, there's a lot more at stake. So if, you know, payroll don't get made, so to speak, it's people's lives that are affected by that. It ain't just me no more. So it may sound good to have the growth, but the stakes are higher as well. You know, I have seasons where I'm like, you know, God, you're calling me to do bigger things and to do this. These things cost bigger checks. So you got to give me the bigger resources to be able to fund the things that you're calling me to do. And if I didn't create that culture of just being nice to myself, as you say, then that would have, I feel like I would have really been stressed out <laughs> in this season and some of the more recent things that I've gone through. I think the be nice to yourself is like from the 
first time we, <laughs> we did this. And I never, I always be nice to yourself, Tatum. Be nice to yourself. It's true. And then, but because you started being nice to yourself, you know, five years ago when you started this, now that means you're, you're capable of being nice to the people who you employ and the people who are contracted with you and the people that your your clients and your customers, right? Because if you weren't being kind to yourself and you weren't being nice to you in your solopreneur days, right? When it was all all you all by yourself figuring it out, then you wouldn't be giving other people grace, right? Like how many times have you, the global audience, right? How many times have y'all been in a situation where people are like, well, I figured it out. So you figure it out, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. What they're saying is I didn't give myself grace and I forced myself to do it all by myself and not ask any questions. So you should be able to do it too, right? And so it comes back to knowing yourself and um, self-awareness is, I talk about self-awareness all day long, every single day. Self-awareness is key as a solopreneur. And it doesn't matter if you're the self-awareness, the self-awareness comes into play in all aspects of your business. Um, it It comes into play when you are talking about what kind of services or what kind of products you are offering, how much or how many or how long you can provide that service um, sustainably for you as a solopreneur, right? How much can I give? Honestly, how much can I give, right? And so starting there as a solopreneur is, I mean, extremely important because if you can't do it for yourself, when you're in a CEO position that everybody wants, everybody wants to be the CEO, everybody wants to be, you know, the boss of everything. Well, you can't do it. And when you're the CEO of just you, <laughs> I don't know how you're going to do it when you have five, 10, 15, 100, 1,000, however God multiplies you, uh, employees in place, right? How will you give the person who's just starting out, who this is their first job ever, the intern, grace if you've never given yourself grace? Mm-hmm. If you never knew if you never were um you know self-aware how can you teach somebody else because a lot of the role that comes along with being in charge is training and onboarding and teaching other people how to do the work right so mm-hmm. if you never went through that process of making mistakes how can you be empathetic or supportive when you're teaching it to the next person uh that you're training to do the work that you no longer want to do right the whole point of you hiring people is to do things you don't want to do mm-hmm. so if you don't have that if you don't have that in you from the beginning then it's going to be very hard to create a healthy company culture mm-hmm. um, as you scale and i think that most people want to scale their business whether it's um, hiring more employees or um you know having more products or having more services, right? Most people's you know, goal is to scale. Well, before you scale, you need to start identifying um, things that you want to have in place uh, within your business, so. Yeah, I love that because you don't want to scale chaos. <laughs> what? You don't want to do that. <laughs> I, I mean, I have really, I mean, <laughs> my first job out of grad school was within this nonprofit organization that employed like probably three or 400 people. When I say you could tell the chaos was scaled, <laughs> like they never, figured, they didn't figure it out at the beginning and they just kept growing. And I see this all the time in nonprofits. It's just top of mind, but it happens in, you know, all organizations that you start off with a little bit of chaos. Whoever started this company or nonprofit or organization didn't quite have together. And they were like, if I just hire more people, it'll make it better. If I just get more people, it'll make it better. If I start building out more services, if I start offering more programs, 
well, you wasn't doing well with the first one. And if you were doing well with the first one, you didn't, maybe you weren't, you didn't take the time to learn how to build out the second one properly, right? And you can see in businesses that you go to, that you are a consumer at, when they have not figured out um, how to not keep scaling that chaos, right? Like you go into certain stores and you're like, okay, they probably should have stayed like a little mom and pop shop because y'all don't got it together here yet, you know? Or restaurants are places that I love, like in DC, there's a restaurant that I love. But when you go to the second one or the third restaurant. one that they've experienced, like the food ain't hitting the same, the the service ain't the same, right? You're not getting Chick-fil-A service. You're getting like whatever they decide to, to give you at that particular one, right? Because they haven't figured out how to build a company culture out that is scalable um, and that translates. Chick-fil-A has done an excellent job at that. Target has done a pretty good job at that, right? Like you can name, the, you can name plenty of companies that you can tell, oh, they figured out how to, make if I walk into this one I get the same experience or almost identical experience as if I walk into one that's you know 100 miles away mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask you about that restaurant offline <laughs> I know. I want to, I, it's black owned I don't want to throw nobody under the bus okay. <laughs> so, which location I need to be going to <laughs> go to the one in Maryland child but something I was thinking about recently, because um, we're uh, going to have our first full-time hire at the top of the year. And so, oh, thank you. So just building out like the offer and like the package and the job description and all of those things, it just made me, it, it was so easy to do because of the work that was done when I was a solopreneur. So something uh, to be more practical, like, Traditionally, jobs are, we call them nine to fives. You work from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. That was never the best. It works for me now because I'm a mom. Mm -hmm. But before, that wasn't the best work style for me because I don't like, I like structure with a little bit of freedom sprinkled in. So like, I need to know, give me the work hours, but also give me the freedom to just get it done when I get it done. And so, um, and I'll meet the deadline, but don't make me have to sit somewhere for eight hours a day. And so just, I realized that that culture for myself of feeling like I needed to be glued behind my computer all day early on, it just wasn't working. I was a zombie. I wasn't that productive. Half the time I was, wasn't even really doing anything, but I felt like I was doing something because I was sitting at my computer as opposed to really giving myself the freedom to work on a task by task basis and realizing that that's how I thrive, having a deadline, having a task, and I'll get it done when I get it done. I may wake up at 5 a.m. and do it, and I don't work again until the next day, whatever. And so just even thinking about that working for me, building out my company, I'm like, I want, most people probably work better like that. And that's a better environment for people if you don't tell them they have to be sitting at their desk all day in their cubicle. If you say, look, you have a um, a flexible work schedule, is the technical term for it. You have a flexible work schedule. We work on a task-by-task basis. We work on deadlines. So as long as the job get done, I don't care when you work or where you work or anything, work from wherever you want, whenever you want, as long as the stuff gets done at a certain time. That's a great culture for somebody to come in and work for a company because they have the freedom now to do other things. And 
um, pursue their own passions and go for a walk in the middle of the day and ain't nobody checking for them and giving them a 15 minute cigarette break. I remember being at work like, so because I don't smoke, I don't get like a little break in the middle of the day. I'm going outside. I'm taking my phone and I'm taking a social media break. <laughs> Y'all catch your cigarettes and I got Instagram. <laughs> you know, how do people that's killing themselves get to be out there taking a little break? I'm going out there too. And don't blow your smoke in my face. <laughs> but really that um, self-awareness was very, very beneficial for me early on. And I talk to people all the time and I get offended a little bit and slightly irritated when people are always like, or sometimes people are like, well, Tatum, you have a team so you can do da 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 and I'm like, do y'all not know? Like, they wasn't what you shooting in the gym. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you, y'all don't understand. Y'all wasn't there when I was learning how to braid my hair on YouTube because going to get it done was not possible. Or being in a library because books are still free there. Like, come on, we started from zero here, okay? Probably the negatives because I had credit card debt. Don't, <laughs> don't act like <laughs> I don't understand. Paying business coaches. All kinds of stuff happening. <laughs> Me and you was right there together at uh, Bob, random Bible studies in DC libraries, flipping through. <laughs> because we were going through it, okay? <laughs> I remember I saw Tish like multiple times in like a month or so. We ended up in the same coaching program. Then I ran into you at that Bible study at the library. I'm like, oh, me and her need to be friends because she I knows the Lord. Have, <laughs> I was literally breaking down. This is such a tangent, but I was like breaking down crying. And the I can't remember her name, but she pulled me out and she prayed with me. And she, she I remember and I keep a little card in my wallet that says, money is the easiest thing God can give you. And that was however long ago that was that we were at that Bible study. I keep that in my wallet to remind me of that time that I needed to be told that money is the easiest thing God can give you, you know, and that, that is, you know, speaking of like solopreneur life, right. And um, building out, uh, building out your, who you want to be in this world as a part of who you want your business, what you want your business to be in this world. You know, like sometimes you need those reminders too, but mm -hmm. that's how we, you know, started hanging out with random shooting in a gym. <laughs> you shooting in the gym, Tatum. Because mm -hmm. I, I love five you. Five team, five team or five people team or however many people you got with you on your team now, but mm -hmm. definitely. And I can say, because, I watched you go through it and the whole time I'm like, Tatum, how are you taking care of yourself? And you're rolling your eyes at me the entire time, but I'm going to just pat myself on the back because, <laughs> because clearly you listen and mm -hmm. now the people that you're, that you are now scaling the business, right? Like you said, you're, you're writing out job descriptions. You know, what did not work for you, right? You know, what had you crying in the corner, <laughs> you know, what, you don't want to make other people feel that way. And that's what building out the cult company culture is, right? Is how do you want people to feel when they are working for you? And that includes you, right? Like you work for you too. So how do you want to feel when you come into this business, when you come into this establishment, you want to feel empowered and encouraged and you want people to, you want your um, 
boss to believe in you and trust that you can get the work done, right? Mm-hmm. You can get it done. It doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to be sitting at the desk, staring at the screen from nine to five. You're probably not doing nothing for probably six of those eight hours anyway, <laughs> but staring yeah. at the screen. So I think that's a great, great example. And I understand why you get offended when people are like, well, you got a team, so I'm sure it's easy, <laughs> easy for right. you. I'm going to end it right there. Thank you guys so much for listening to part one of my interview with my good friend, Letitia Carr. Don't forget to check the full thing out on YouTube at Tatum Tamia. I'll make sure that I include the link to the video right here in the description. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I will talk to you guys next week.